Welcome to the Solo Women Travel Tribe podcast, where life coach and solo travel expert, Zena, teaches you how to feel confident, empowered, and prepared to take on any solo travel experience. Here is your host, who is not afraid to say it like it is, Zena Jones. Hello, 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 my friends. How are you? Hope you're having a magical week. I'm pretty sure I say the same thing every single time we start this podcast, but I really hope it's true. I hope you're having a magical week. I think about you guys often. I think I spend a lot of time sitting here thinking about my clients and that includes the podcast listeners and anybody who is in my realm. I think of anybody who follows me on social media or is in my Facebook group or you know, listens to the podcast, I think of you all as my clients and I think about you often and how I can help you and give you more value and also let you know that I already value you so much. I appreciate you. So thank you for being here and for listening. That was not planned. (laughs) I just wanted to say that I love you and I appreciate you. And yeah, today we're going to talk about doing hard things, specifically about letting it be hard. That is what I was going to call this episode, and then I just decided to change it to doing hard things. So as I sat down about 30 minutes ago to create the outline of this podcast, and I always type out some notes so that I try to stay as on track as I can, (laughs) my brain started to tell me that this is too hard. It said, this podcast is too hard. I don't feel like it. Let's go have a look at Facebook. Let's go scroll on Instagram. Let's go find a cat to cuddle or make another coffee. I could do with another coffee. Maybe I'll get up and open the door. I need some fresh air. Anything but this, right? My brain did not want to focus on creating this podcast. And it was so busy telling me how hard it felt and telling me that we did not feel like doing it. I would like to remind you, my friend, that these are all just thoughts, okay? Those were all a bunch of thoughts that my brain was offering me, and they felt very, very true. They appear really innocent, right? Innocent thoughts, as if they are trying to help me. So I want you to think about what are you putting off because it's hard? What might you be putting off because you just don't feel like doing it yet? You just don't feel ready. Maybe it's completing a project at work. Maybe it's just getting some work done. Right? Maybe it's dating after being single for a long time. Maybe it's starting your own business or testing out your idea. Maybe it's working towards a goal. I was thinking before about when I decided to do a triathlon. This was a couple of years back now. And how I was just thinking about how hard the training felt so in the triathlon you've got the bike the swim and the run and you also have to practice like the transition going from one to the other or you know kind of all three and you know doing a mixture of training and it just felt so hard to me and I put it off for ages I waited to about two months before the actual event to properly start training for it so maybe that's you right maybe you've got a goal that you're kind of Avoiding, putting off, right? (laughs) I feel you. I can relate. So today, let it 
be hard is the theme of this episode. Hard things are the most satisfying and rewarding to complete. Right? If you have a degree, if you have some form of qualification or certification, right? It was hard to get. And I'm sure it was very rewarding to receive. Getting your driver's license. Gosh, I remember hours spent driving and how hard it was and how nervous I was, how worried I was about passing the test, right? It was hard. And it was so rewarding to get that license, to pass the test. Getting your first paid client in your new business, right? So satisfying and rewarding, right? Hard things are the most satisfying, the most rewarding. Applying for a new job, going through the interview process, perhaps multiple interviews, then getting the job, meeting all the new people, all the team, learning the ropes, messing things up as you figure it out. Hard, satisfying, worth it. Right? Giving up alcohol for a year or altogether. I'm going to share a bit of a story about that with you today. Right? Dating after being single for a while and finding someone to share your life with. I'm not going to lie. Dating for me was so hard, super uncomfortable, also incredibly rewarding and satisfying. Right? Easy isn't going to get you what you really want. Right? If it was easy, My guess is you would have already done it. You would already have it. Okay. Now, we can talk ourselves out of anything. We're so good at this. (laughs) Right. But you can also talk yourself in to anything. Right. I talked myself out of dating for over 10 years. I also talked myself into it. Right. I talked myself out of doing a box jump at the gym for years. I also talked myself into it and did it on the first try. What? My brain loves to tell me things like it's too hard, right? It loves to say this is too hard and either I shouldn't do it or I should do it later, right? Either shouldn't do it right now or I shouldn't do it at all or we should find something else to do or we're just going to avoid it and pretend it's not here or we're going to do it later, right? And that thought, it's too hard, it kind of shows up in different costumes, right? Sometimes it'll show up by saying, I don't feel like it, or I don't want to, or I don't know how. It's one of my brain's favorites, right? Or I'll do it later, right? Sneaky little thoughts that seem so very true. So, As I said before, I'm going to share with you a little bit about when I gave up drinking. So last year, all of 2021, I took the year off drinking alcohol. This was a personal goal that I set. And I got really good, especially at the beginning in this first couple of months. I got really good at noticing the thoughts that told me I should have a drink. So I would hear the thoughts, I feel like it. Right? I feel like having a drink. I've earned it. I deserve a reward. I just want to unwind. I just want to have a drink to unwind. One won't hurt. I'll take a day off tomorrow. I'll have a day off drinking tomorrow. These thoughts all appear so innocent. But when I believed them, I thought I should have a drink. 
right? And, right, prior to my year of taking a break, I kind of eased into this, right? And I started noticing these thoughts and 9.9 times out of 10, when I had those thoughts, I would drink, right? Only one glass, maybe two, right? Like I didn't, I don't have a drinking problem, but for me, it was very consistent. Like I would very rarely have a night off alcohol and I didn't want to feel so dependent or reliant on it. I didn't want it to be such a big part of my life, right? So when I believed those little innocent thoughts, seemingly innocent thoughts, then I thought I should have a drink and 9.9 times out of 10, I would, right? Those little thoughts created this urge to drink. Now, here's the thing. It is an urge, right? A desire to do something, to take some action. Something we feel pulled to do, something we want to do in that moment. And what I learned to do instead was to hear the thoughts, allow the urge to drink, right? Allow myself to want it and not give in to it, right? So I would allow the urge, allow myself to want it when I heard the thoughts and then just not give in to that. Let the desire be there, right? And not give in. Now, the more I did this, the more that urge to drink began to diminish. And eventually, it just stopped coming altogether. Now, this took a number of months. I would say around about end of March, maybe April. I was like, I'm never drinking again. <laughs> this felt so good. I was like, I don't even have the urge to drink. I don't even want it anymore. Like, I lost that desire for it completely. But it was a process. And it was very hard in the beginning, my friends. Right? If you think about it like this, just like a stray cat. So if you have a neighborhood, a neighborhood cat, right? Maybe it's stray, maybe it's not, right? If you keep feeding it, it's going to keep showing up. And if you stop, it will come less and less often, right? For the first kind of week, it's probably going to come every day, every day, every day, same time, right? Maybe even longer than that, maybe the first two weeks. And then it's going to start coming every second or every third day. Until eventually it just stops coming altogether. It's like, okay, you're not doing this. Fine. I'm going to go find someone else. Right? Now, I want to point out that this is very different to resisting and fighting the urge to drink. Okay? And I'm going to move it off alcohol in a minute, but I just want to give you this example from my life, right? It's very different to resisting and fighting the urge, right? the urge to procrastinate, the urge to avoid, the urge to give in to what your brain's telling you, right? When your brain's saying it's too hard, you should go do something else or not do it at all, right? That's that urge. There's a difference between resisting and fighting it and allowing the urge to be there, okay? This is not the same as trying to use willpower, right? Willpower is resisting. It is fighting and trying to ignore the urge, right? What I'm saying is allow the urge when your brain says, this is too hard. I don't want to do it, right? It's too hard to make myself do this. Okay, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, allow the urge and do it anyway. Right, isn't that what Nike says? Just do it or something like that, right? But stick with me. I'm going to help you out a little bit more, right? Here is what I know to be true. 
The more you let it be hard, the easier it becomes because you stop fighting it. You stop resisting it, right? The more you just let it be hard, acknowledge that it's hard, do it anyway, right? You stop fighting it and resisting it and avoiding it, right? That's when it gets easier. Okay, I'm going to give you more examples, my friends. As I reflect back on this podcast, right, I acknowledge my brain saying, or I did acknowledge, right, at the beginning, my brain saying, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't feel like it. We could just do it later. I've got some time this afternoon. Right. I acknowledged that. And I said, yeah, I don't want to. And I can do it. Right. I'm going to do it. I said, yeah, it's hard. That's okay. We can do it anyway. Right. This is cognitive dissonance. So this is when you believe two opposing things at the same time. I went to the Googles and the and the web <laughs> to give you guys like the official definition of cognitive dissonance. So the term cognitive dissonance is used to describe the mental discomfort that results from holding two conflicting beliefs, values or attitudes. People tend to seek consistency in their attitudes and perceptions. So this conflict causes feelings of unease or discomfort. Okay. So when I'm saying I don't want to do this and I also do want to get it done, right? Like both are true at the same time. I don't want to. It's hard and I can do it. Right. I don't want to and I can do it. Right. That is cognitive dissonance, believing those two opposing things at the same time. Right. Dating is going to be hard. Right. And I also really want to find someone to share my life with. Right. So I also want to do the hard thing because I want the end result. Right. The last piece that I really want to emphasize today is the feeling we get when we complete a hard task and earn our rest and reward. When we procrastinate, when we put something off, avoid, right? When we try to quote unquote rest ahead of time, right? Or even like try to stay busy, right? I've talked about productive procrastination before on this podcast where we try to stay busy so as not to feel bad because we're still doing something. We're still producing something. Either way, procrastination, avoidance, resistance, not doing it, quitting, whatever, we end up feeling bad regardless of which approach, right? If we don't do the hard thing, right? And we we wanted to do it, or we think we should do it, or we need to do it, right? We're going to feel bad either way, right? Putting things off, procrastinating, when we keep doing that, we feel bad, right? When I say we feel bad, I'm saying that we judge ourselves, right? Judgment often shows up in the form of shoulds. I should have done that. I should get onto that. I should really figure that out. I should stop putting that off right? We judge ourselves. We beat ourselves up and we create a low opinion of ourselves. However, on the other hand, when we do hard things, when we don't give in to the urge to put it off or procrastinate, when we actually do the hard thing, we feel good, 
right? That is when we feel proud of ourselves. When we create feelings of genuine satisfaction, right? That is when we enjoy the reward or the break, that rest, because we feel like we have earned it. Like it is a genuine reward or a rest. Like we've earned that break after we've created the result, after we've done the hard thing, right? Procrastination and avoidance of doing the hard thing is trying to avoid the discomfort and enjoy the break ahead of time. But this never works, my friend, because we always feel bad for not doing it, right? We end up beating ourselves up. Your brain will try to talk you out of doing hard things until it sees that you keep doing them anyway. Right. I want to give you one last example, and this is from my gym. Now, I joined a women's fitness gym, I think roughly three months ago. And it's the kind of thing where you go along and it's classes and it's a different class set up every time. And it's a mixture of like hit training and strength training and, you know, cardio and all sorts of various different activities. Right. And sometimes it's in partners. Sometimes it's on your own. Different, different every time. Now, when I first joined this, it was so hard. I still remember how sore I was after that first workout. I struggled for days to walk up and down the stairs in our house. And the hardest thing of all, I'm going to be really honest here, the hardest thing of all was trying to squat down to sit on the toilet. Oh my gosh, the amount of pain. (laughs) You would hear me from a mile away. I was like, ah! It's terrible, right? And it hurt so much that my brain tried to talk me out of going. Of course, it told me I shouldn't go back. It was terrible. It was going to hurt too much, right? It told me I could go the next day or the next week. It, it was constantly reminding me of how sore I had felt after that first time and for how long. It was always telling me how hard it was going to be, that I was going to run out of breath, that I wasn't as fit as I used to be, and that it was going to take ages to build my fitness again. Right. And a few times I listened. I listened to my brain. I would avoid going or I would cancel last minute or change to a different time. Right. And then I started going regularly twice a week. Right. And it was hard, my friends. And it is still hard. Now I go three days a week. Right. And I look forward to the hard. I want it to be hard because I know how much I am going to grow as a result. Not only do my muscles grow and my fitness is increasing and I see it every time I go, right? Of course that feels amazing, but also my mindset is growing, right? My brain is growing, right? The more I have let it be hard, Like I literally acknowledge it's going to be hard today. It's going to be a hard class, right? It's going to be so hard in this heat, right? The more I have let it be hard, the easier it has become. And the more I have started to enjoy it. That's right, my friends. I enjoy it. I look forward to it. And I keep increasing my weights because now I want it to be hard. I know that I will enjoy the rest and the reward afterwards so much more. Okay. So my friends, I want to encourage you this week to get out there and do the hard things. Let it be hard. 
Notice your brain protesting and trying to argue with you and talk you out of it. Right? All of those innocent little thoughts that it offers you. Right? Acknowledge it. Right? Acknowledge those thoughts. Acknowledge what you're feeling. And why do you want to do it anyway? Right? You can do this. Allow that urge to be there. Do it anyway, my friends, and you will feel so proud afterwards. You will feel so good for doing it. You will enjoy that rest and that reward so much more. All right. You've got this. I know you do. I believe in you. Right. And if you want a little bit of help, if you would like some accountability and some support, a coach in your corner, then be sure to reach out to me, book in for a free consultation and let's explore how I can help you. Okay. Huge love, my friend. Take care out there. Have a beautiful, amazing week. I'll see you again next week. Hey, if you are loving everything you are hearing here on the podcast and you are ready to create a bigger life, a life with more love, joy, and freedom, then I want to personally invite you to join me on a Zoom call where we can explore what it will look like to have me in your corner helping you apply the coaching tools that you are learning here on the podcast to your life. Come on over to xenajones.com, that's X-E-N-A-J-O-N-E-S.com, and book your free call today.